The audio that you're listening to is recorded for Newfound Faith Christian Ministries at newfoundfaith.org. If you have not done so already, be sure to go to newfoundfaith.org and subscribe for email notifications so that you don't miss a post. You can also watch videos and subscribe on YouTube as well. Just search for Newfound Faith. Thanks again for listening and be sure to share what you listen to today with all of those that are around you. This week's Sunday School lesson, lesson number nine in the winter quarter, Blessing of Belonging in Christ. This week's lesson is being taught from the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians, starting at the 14th verse and going through the 31st verse. Thanks again for stopping by and listening. Be sure to share what you have heard here today with someone, somewhere. Our Sunday School lesson for this week is moving us into the final unit of lessons for this quarter. And we'll see the title for the third and final unit of lessons for this quarter is titled Blessing of Grace in Christ. So we are essentially, we are taking a look at living under grace. You and I, we live under grace today because we have believed, we have faith in the only begotten Son of God. Let us remember that grace is is the unmerited, it is the undeserved love of God. We we have to remember that we have done nothing for the Lord to love us. We have to remember that in our nature, we are sinful creatures. In our nature, you and I, we once lived in disobedience against God. Yet God still loved us, right? We know that God still loved us because he gave us his only begotten son who died so that we can have an opportunity at being forgiven of our sins, at being able to have the opportunity of living in salvation in the kingdom of God. So the Lord, even though we were once sinners, he still loved us and he loves us for who we are. So here in our Sunday School lesson this week, we're going to be taking a look here again at belonging in Christ. So we're essentially looking at the body of Christ, being in the body of Christ and the body of Christ. It is made up of all of those that genuinely believe in him. So we are taking a look at the church, the real church. I'm not talking about a building. I'm not talking about a sanctuary. Again, I'm talking about the congregation of all of those that genuinely believe in Christ. So before we even dive into the scripture for our Sunday school lesson today, I want to take a look at a few of the early verses so that we can have some background knowledge of what Paul is speaking about in our Sunday school lesson for today. Uh, We are essentially taking a look at uh, the use of our spiritual gifts. That's what we're going to be taking a look at here in our Sunday school lesson today. And so with that in mind, Uh, If we jump up to the fourth verse, the fifth verse, uh, the sixth and the seventh verse there, we will see where Paul was speaking about those gifts, those spiritual gifts that God has given to us. Uh, He said there in the fourth verse that there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Okay, so there are many different gifts that the Lord blesses each and every one of us individually. That he blesses us with. For example, I have the gift of 
of being able to teach, of being able to preach. Others may have the gift of song. They may be able to sing a tune. That's not a gift that that I have been blessed with. I was telling my mom the other day that she has a, a pretty good gift of, of being able to put up with people's mess compared to me. Um, that's something that I do not have a gift for. Uh, I don't have time for it is what I would often say. So all of us, we have different gifts. And I tell you that there are by, uh, different varieties of gifts uh, that all of us have. And it is the same spirit uh, that, that blessed us with those gifts. Uh, Paul, he said in the fifth verse that there are differences of ministries. But again, it is the same Lord uh, that is behind those different ministries. Again, you just take a look around at the many denominations today of Christ. Uh, Baptists may do things a bit different than the Catholics and so forth, right? But again, even though we may be doing different things, so long as we are preaching Christ, again, it is the same spirit, it is the same Lord uh, that is being preached, right? That is being taught. Uh, Paul, he would go on again to say there in the sixth and the seventh verse, we will see that there are diversities of activities. But again, it is the same God who works all in all for the purpose that is of uplifting, of edification. Okay, so our gifts, the, the ministries, the, the activities within the body of Christ, they are all for uplifting those who are in the body. Right. And then even those who are outside of the body as well, because, again, we have to remember the Great Commission as well. Our goal is to reach out to all nations of people that are of this world. And our goal is to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and to teach them to observe all things that Christ has taught us to observe, to live in his way of living. All right. So our goal is to persuade, essentially, to draw others uh, to Christ. Now, one of the sad things that happens within the church is that the differences of gifts as we will see here in our lesson today, it causes envy and jealousy to raise their ugly heads. Instead of supporting one another in our gifts, we find that there are people within the body of Christ that begins to envy the gift that someone else has. And they become jealous of the gift that someone else has. They say, well, why did God give me this gift instead of that gift? I believe I would do better with that gift than the gift that I had. Okay. So this is something that should not be happening in the body of Christ. As we will see today, we'll find in our lesson today that every gift that God has given to us is significant and important. Therefore the member is every last member of the body of Christ is significant and important to the body as well. Okay, so our Sunday school lesson, we'll see there in the 14th verse, it opens with Paul speaking about the body and how there are many parts to the body. So he's speaking figuratively here about the body of Christ by, by using our bodies, okay? Our bodies are made up of multiple parts. We have our head, and our head has the eyes, the nose, the mouth, right? Uh, we have our neck, which is, again, of, of 
so much importance because without our neck, we would not be able to turn our heads, right? Uh, we would have limited sight, okay? Whereas uh, with our neck, we are able to turn our heads and our sight uh, increases to that left side if we turn left and the same if we turn right as well. Our head is significant because we can look down and then uh, we can look up uh, as well. So we have, again, our head, which has the nose, the eyes, the mouth. We have our neck. Then when you think about it, we have our arms. Uh, we have our legs as well. We have even our feet, okay, which is of great significance as well, because without our feet, our body would not be able to stand. We would not be able to hold ourselves up. So when we think of our physical bodies, we would not really be able to say that one part is more significant than the other. Okay. Uh, we, we, we may consider one a, a smaller member than the other member, you know, based off of size. For example, uh, my hands are smaller than, than my legs, but I need my hands for holding and grabbing. And my legs, of course, uh, help me to move around as well. Okay. So with that in mind, we can look at the next few verses here. We can look at the 15th verse. We can look at the 16th verse and we can see uh, what Paul is saying there about how uh, the foot, uh, if it was to say uh, to the hand, uh, if it was, you know, if it was thinking for itself. OK, we see there in uh, the 15th verse where if the foot would say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body. It really would make sense. Right. Uh, again, if we look there at the 16th verse and it says, if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am of, I am not of the body. It really wouldn't make sense, right? Because again, these are all parts of the body. And we know that these parts of the body are all equal. They are equally important is what we know. Because again, we need all of them to be able to do what we are able to do on a daily basis. Okay. Again, like I said, I need my hands. Okay. I can't say that I need my hands more than I need my feet. I need them equally because without my feet, I would not be able to stand. Without my hands, I would not be able to hold. I would not be able to touch. I would not be able to feel. So I need them equally. And that's essentially what we see Paul getting at there is that that we need them equally. So this is what it was like for Paul. As we see here in our letter to the Corinthians. It was likely that in that day that some people, they felt that they were not significant to the body of Christ. Again, what was happening is that there were people who were looking at the role that others were serving within the body of Christ. And they felt that others may have been serving in a more important role than they were serving in the body of Christ. You know, again, if you just look around at the local church, if you look around at the local congregation today, uh, you'll see that the local congregation, there are some who envy and who are jealous of the gifts that others have within the local church. And again, that should not be the case. Uh, if you're sitting in a congregation and you're listening to someone sing, you should not be jealous of the one that is singing because they are singing. They're using their gift to 
uplift you. So you shouldn't be jealous of that. You shouldn't uh, be envious of that because again, God has given to you a gift as well. All right. So we'll see here that there were some that wished that uh, they were an apostle. Okay. If we continue on here through our lesson today. Okay. There were some there uh, that wished that they were apostle and we'll get to these verses later on. Uh, there were some who wished that they served in, again, another role. But as Paul says here in our lesson, they're in the 18th verse. He says here that God is going to place us in the body of Christ where he pleases, where he desires. God is going to always use you as he pleases, as he desires. So we must remember what Paul said in his second letter to Timothy. We must remember that when God sanctified us, that he uses us in the manner in which he uses us as a vessel of honor. He is going to use us for his good work. We should not think so little of the gift that God has given to us, that the gift that God has blessed us with. But again, I tell you today that it is unfortunate that that does happen to where some look at the preacher and they say, you know, again, sitting in the congregation, I don't preach. So I'm insignificant uh, to the body of Christ. And they begin to wonder, Lord, when are you going to make me a preacher or something like that along those lines? There are some that, again, may be a deacon or or maybe on the usher board, right? And they may be looking at someone singing in the choir and leading a song. And uh, they, they may again say to themselves, why am I doing this? Why am I being a deacon or why am I ushering when I could be doing that? And again, that's something uh, that should not be happening. There could be deacons that are jealous or envious of other deacons because they may not pray in the manner in which another prays. And again, that should not be the case. That should not be uh, happening. Okay. God, again, as Paul said to Timothy, God sanctifies us and he's going to use us all as a vessel of honor. OK, so to speak to each vessel's importance within the body of Christ, that is to speak to each member's importance in the body of Christ. We we'll see there in the 21st verse, we we'll see Paul speaking of our body. And he talks about, again, how the eye can't say to the hand, I have no need of you. The eye can't say that to the hand. What good uh, would our eyes be, again, if we didn't have our hands to be able to hold, to be able to touch, to be able to feel? The only thing that we'll be able to do is to see. And then we would only be able to imagine what something feels like or what something uh, what it would be like to grip something or hold something in our hands. We would only be left with our imagination. And that's not me speaking down on imaginations. I'm someone who has always been imaginative. But again, our eyes can't think of themselves more significant uh, than the hands. OK, uh, again, we have to consider that the point here that that Paul is making is that none of us would look at any part of our physical bodies and think that no part is needed. None of us would think that any part of our body is more significant than the other. Now, some of us, we may love specific parts of our body more than 
then we love the other. Okay. But again, we, we understand in our mind that, that no part is more significant than the other. We need our feet again. We need our legs again. We even need our stomachs. Some of us may have large bellies, right? But again, we, we all need our stomachs. We, we all need our arms. We all need our hands. Some of us may have shorter arms and shorter hands or shorter legs, I should say, than others. But again, regardless, our arms, our hands, our legs, they are all significant. Our necks are significant. Our heads, of course, are significant as well. Not only are those parts of our body significant, but if we think even more deeper than that, right, we have muscles, we have joints, we have tendons, okay? Uh, we even have our skeletal system, which again, are significant. They are important, okay? And someone may say, well, yeah, our skeleton, that's, uh, that's definitely um, very significant, but again, we need the skin that covers the skeleton, that covers our bones, right? That that covers up our organs. Yes, our organs are, are significant, but we need those organs protected, right? So again, every single part of our body, we know and learn, they are of the utmost significance there, okay? And again, Paul touches on that. If we take a look at the 22nd verse there, Paul says, no, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. Talking again about the physical body there. We may look at parts of our bodies and say that, oh, well, this one is more significant than the other. And, and, and again, if we think about it, that's not true. Okay. Again, the part that we may think is weaker is necessary. In the 23rd verse, Paul said, and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, on these we bestow greater honor, and our unrepresentable parts have greater modesty. Or it says, it says there, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty. You know, the parts that, again, uh, are within us. Again, you know, speaking about the organs and things like that. Again, very significant, all very important there as well. So, again, when it comes to the body of Christ, Okay, because Paul has again been speaking figuratively here, using the the physical body as the example. When it when it comes to the body of Christ, the Lord understands that every single member of the body is of importance. Whether you think you of are of importance or not, the Lord knows that you are significant. The Lord knows that you are important. Paul writes there in the 24th and in the 25th verse, Paul writes that God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. Some of us go to church and we think to ourselves again, I wish I could do that or I wish I could do that thing. I wish I could sing like this person does or I wish I could preach uh, as this person does. Why didn't God give me this gift? Why didn't God give me that gift? Some say I wish God 
uh, gave me the gift of song. Some would say, I wish God gave me the gift of preaching. But what Paul is doing here is he's essentially looking at, at those that may think that way. And he's telling them to stop it. Stop thinking that way. See, the danger of thinking that way is that we are belittling what the Lord has given to us. We are belittling the gift that God has given to us. There are some who are of the body of Christ who believe that God hasn't given them a gift at all. And that's, again, incredibly dangerous because I know for a certainty that God has given every single member a gift. Whether you recognize that gift or not, that's more so on you. And in the past, I've always said to those that believe that God has not given them a gift to simply go to God in prayer and the Lord will reveal to you what your gift actually is. So when some of us begin to belittle our gift, it, it puts me in mind of the parable of talents. And you've heard me speak about this parable before in the past. In the parable of talents, Jesus speaks of a certain owner that gave five talents to one of his servants, that gave two talents to another of his servants, and then gave to another servant one talent. And talent was money. Okay, so not speaking of talent like an actual, you know, talent that you may have or an actual gift that you uh, may be capable of doing. So in that parable, the the certain owner gave specific people, three, three specific individuals, uh, a different amount of money. One got five talents again, another got two talents and another got one talent. Okay, the two servants that had been given one had been given five and the other had been given two. They invested and they used what was given to them and they grew. They multiplied what had been given to them. The one that had been given five talents multiplied what he had by two and, you know, ended up having 10 talents. The one that had been given two talents did the same and ended up with four talents. Okay. They invested, they used what was given to them by uh, the certain owner. But the one servant that had received only one talent hid the one talent that was given to them. They did nothing with that talent. That, that servant didn't think much of that talent. Now, you know, that servant, I, I, you know, feared losing that talent that's what that servant did. And so that's why that servant hid that talent away. And so when the owner came back and seen that the servant that initially received five talents had multiplied that talent and got 10 and the same again for the one with two, that's the, the, the owner was happy. But when it came down to the, 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 the servant that received the one talent, the owner was upset. The owner was upset that, the, that servant didn't do anything with that talent. So the owner ended up taking away that, that, that servant's talent and giving it to the one that had five talents. Now, the lesson that I've always learned from that parable and that I've shared and that I have taught is that you should never think little about what God has given to you. Again, let me repeat that one more time for you. Never think little 
of what God has given to you. Never think little about what the Lord has blessed you with. And that's the absolute worst thing that you and I can do. And again, unfortunately, I tell you that is what happens when we grow envious or jealous of the gift that another has. And that's what we see Paul was trying to teach to the Corinthians here when it came to how they were treating uh, their blessing, their gift from God. Those that were thinking little of it, we see Paul was trying to teach them, don't ever do that. Okay. Uh, Because in the end, while you're thinking little of your gift, you're thinking a little of the one that gave you that gift as well. Now, there was a word that was mentioned there in that verse, okay, that I do want to focus on there again. Paul, he wrote and said, God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, that there should be no schism. That word right there, schism, he said, so that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. That's said there in the 24th and in the 25th verse. I want to take a look at the word schism there. Okay, schism, we should understand, uh, speaks to division. It speaks to separation. It speaks to discord and and disharmony. Okay, something that we took a look at in our Sunday school lessons last spring. I don't know if you all will remember this or not, but last spring we looked at how there were divisions within the church at Corinth. Okay, over in the the, the first chapter of first Corinthians and that section of scripture that started the 10th through the 17th verse, we see where some would not listen to others preach or teach because uh, it wasn't their favorite preacher or teacher that was preaching or that was teaching. There was division over that, right? Uh, You may recall that there was division when it came to the Last Supper, how that was supposed to be administered as well. Okay. Uh, there, there were divisions over sex even. Okay. The thoughts around it uh, as well. So I believe here within our Sunday school lesson today uh, that we can add another that was causing division to take place within the church at Corinth. And that division was along the lines of spiritual gifts and spiritual callings as well. Okay. Again, I tell you, I believe that there were some that were not pleased with the idea uh, that their gift was not greater than another's. And again, I believe that there were some who were not pleased that their calling may have not appeared to be as higher as the calling of another. So there was envy, there was jealousy uh, that was taking place in that church. But again, what is significant and what is important to us that we should know again is that the Lord has honored every single member, every single one of us who are of the body of Christ. He has honored us. He has sanctified us as a vessel of honor. And so we should not be looking at others and being envious of them or or being jealous of them with the gift that they have or in their calling as well. And we'll see Paul say there in the 29th and in the 30th verse, we'll see where Paul asked the question. He asked, are all apostles? 
Certainly not. Everyone's not an apostle. I'm, I'm not an apostle, right? Apostles were those who literally uh, walked with Christ. Okay, there were 11 of them. Now, I'm a disciple. Okay, I'm a disciple because I believe and I follow in the way of Christ, but I was not there to literally walk with Christ. Paul would tell you that he was an apostle as well because he was trained and he was taught by Christ. Okay, but again, not everyone, not everyone is an apostle. Some like to try and assign themselves that title, but again, not everybody is an apostle. And that was what, uh, again, we'll see Paul asked Corinthians. There are all apostles in every, you know, the Corinthians would have knew that they were not all apostles. Again, he asked, there are all prophets. And again, everyone is, not everybody is a prophet. And I, I would go so far to tell you today that nobody is a prophet in the sense that nobody can prophesy about the future today because Christ has already done all of that for us. Now, some of us would call ourselves, we would refer to ourselves as prophets today in that we are able to teach and in that we are able to preach and in that we are you know, we watch over our congregation. We would say that that we watch over our flock. But again, not everybody uh, feels that role. Paul asks, are all teachers? Again, not everybody uh, is a teacher. OK, not everybody uh, feels confident enough uh, in their knowledge to be able to go out and to be able to teach or to be able to stand up in front of people and confidently uh, be able to teach. Not everybody are are, are are teachers. Paul asks, are all workers of miracles? Definitely not. He says there, do all have gifts of healings? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? Again, absolutely not. And here's the thing. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you not being a prophet. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you not being a teacher or being someone who has the gift of healing or being able to speak in tongue, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. You do have a gift that has been given to you by God. That is special. And you should, you should honor it and you should cherish it. And again, if you don't know what that gift is, I would advise you seek the Lord, pray to the Lord today so that you can understand your gift and so that you can be able to use your gift as well. And I tell you, my gift is the fact that the Lord has blessed me uh, with the ability to teach and with the ability to preach. That is my calling uh, from God. I, I can't be envious or jealous of others who teach and others who preach. And that's something that I'm not envious of or jealous of. There are some who have thousands of members, hundreds of members. And I don't have that. And I'm not envious or jealous about that because I don't even believe myself that I'll be able to, to, to handle that. So I'm thankful for what the Lord has blessed me with. And I'm appreciative of, of what the Lord has blessed me with. My dad was a preacher. Can I, am I envious or jealous of the way in which he preached? No, I'm not. In fact, my dad, uh, he told me, uh, this was many, many years ago before I was even teaching or, or preaching. 
he said that I would be a better or a greater preacher than he was. And I stopped and I thought for a second, you know, how could he say that? Because in my mind, uh, my dad is a great preacher, <laughs> was the best preacher ever. Right. Um, but that was something that he said to me. And as I go about today, uh, again, that's something that I don't think about often, uh, whether or not I am a better preacher than my dad, because uh, uh, honestly, I don't care. Um, I'm happy with the way that I teach. I'm happy with the way that I preach. I'm happy uh, with that, the way that I'm able to to share uh, my ministry with all of you today. I'm, I'm able to do it in person at church, right? And then I'm able to record audio and, and put that on the website. I'm able to do video and put that on the website and share it with YouTube uh, as well and share it online through social media as well. And so for me, I'm thankful for that. I'm happy of, uh, with what I am able to do today. I'm, I'm happy with the fact that I'm able to do to minister the word of God to the best of my ability. And again, like I mentioned earlier, when I was talking about my mom, my mom can, can deal with some people that I am simply unable to deal with. And, and I tell you that that is a gift in itself. Uh, you know, there are people that sit in the congregation and they think oh, I'm just a member of the congregation. But again, I, I've said before that there is a gift in being able to support others. There's a gift in that. And, and you shouldn't uh, frown upon that if that is your gift, the gift of support. Because the singer needs someone to sing to, the preacher needs someone to preach to, we need someone uh, to be encouraged. And it makes us feel well when there are others who are in the congregation who are there to support us. It uplifts us as well. Believe it or not, uh, when you are when when you miss uh, a Sunday uh, at church, you are 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 missed by those who are in the choir singing or by those who are in the pulpit preaching. You are missed. You are certainly missed as well. So, and I I tell all of you today that all of us have been blessed. Uh, with a gift. All of us have been blessed with different gifts. And again, all of us, we have different callings and you know, we should never uh, think lightly or we should never belittle our gift or uh, belittle our calling as well. We should be gracious. We should be thankful uh, for the gift that the Lord has given to us. And again, we'll see there that Paul in the 31st verse, he closes out our lesson today. Speaking of speaking of a more excellent way okay the more excellent way that paul speaks of there is when we put envy and when we put jealousy aside and when we choose to all work together for the edifying of all of those that are around us even those within the body even those that are out of the body when we work together we are able to uplift okay and we are able to profit the entire body of christ that is, we are able to grow the body of Christ. We are able to profit all of those who may be of no faith today because it gives them an opportunity at faith. Okay, our preaching and our ministry, our sharing of the good news. So again, I tell you today, never think so little of yourself. Never think little of your gift. Never think little of your calling from the Lord. Yeah. As our title says today in our Sunday school lesson, it is a blessing 
for all of us to belong in Christ. It is a blessing for all of us to be a member of the body of Christ. Okay. All right. So that is our Sunday school lesson for this week. I hope that you enjoyed our lesson and I hope that you'll share this lesson with someone somewhere. And I hope that you'll come back for our Sunday school lesson next week as well as we are working our way through the final lessons of this winter quarter. Until next time again, I encourage all of you to continue to be prayerful, pray for yourself, pray for all people around you. And again, let us continue to move about in grace and in love. That is our calling as a child of God to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Until next time, I'll continue to keep all of you lifted up in my prayers. And I'll pray that the Lord continues to keep and to bless all of you.